Hello. This is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 28. Uh, episode number 28. So, is has things gotten any better since last episode? <laughs> Actually, kind of made a roaring comeback last, uh, not last night, last week. Oh, very nice. It was right, because remember I had Friday off, so... um. And then we're recording this after the weekend since we worked on the weekend. Well, actually, you didn't even work. I worked on the weekend. <laughs> well, sorry. I didn't miss it, man. <laughs> but uh, actually had a pretty big comeback. New biggest winning session. Oh, very nice. Man, I mean, you, you've had some – I mean, I know you kind of went on this like kind of small downswing. But it seems like your like, biggest winning session before this one wasn't even all that long ago. It was like, what, two or three months ago? It was up in Bellagio in oh. the in the five ten twenty game. Which is September, so yeah, yeah. It's I mean yeah, talk about big you know, when you are winning big when you're winning, you're winning big. That's nice. <laughs> I mean I don't I mean if there's anyone whose graph just just spikes up and down. I mean, it's definitely mine, huh? Oh yeah. Yours gives me anxiety. Cause I mean mine kinda, you know, my my what I consider a downswing is nothing compared to what you deal. And, like, your spikes, I mean, it's like, yeah, it looks, I mean, if your graph was, a, you know, a heart patient, they'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. One Mine of... would be soothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, what leads to those nasty spikes, though, for sure, is uh, normally I leave with zero. I mean, yeah, I mean right. I'm going out on my shield. I mean, <laughs> very rarely I'm leaving with any money. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've uh, but we had a you had several sessions where I mean you were like like on the ropes and just made a roaring comeback. So I mean, now uh, I mean, it only goes to show that at some point, you know, you could have bought about at one of those. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So uh, let me. Uh, I guess let me tell you the story of this biggest winning session because it, it was a long session um i think it was over seven hours it was um oh I, exactly seven hours long so it was um that friday that i had off right so i was like i was doing something and i was like well i gotta go play maybe i saw uh on the way there that the five five game was running but i had 10 people on the list oh wow um it's like, well, that's not great. Um, so I went and played. And um, so I was at the 1-3 table at first, and the place was packed on a Friday night. Okay. And I went pretty late in the day. Um, so I actually had to wait quite a while to get on a table, which is kind of weird. Yeah, you're I'm, used to just walking and getting on a table usually. Right, exactly. So it's kind of kind of, um, kind of strange. So I get on at the table and I start running pretty good at the beginning. Oh, right, this was the interesting hand that I was going to tell you. I three bet with six seven suited. Okay. Flopped open ended. And I was in. Uh, I was on the button when I three bet. And there was a flush off. So like, okay, I was like, maybe I can size up and kind of get someone to get some folds here. Um, it was. Uh, I had six seven. And the flop came uh, four five. With okay. two hearts. So I was like, okay, any three, any eight, I get there, right? Right. But here's the killer. How multi-way was this? Heads up. Oh, heads up. Okay, I got you. Yeah. yeah. 
I love I love this where this is going then. Um, sorry, not heads up. Three ways, three ways. Still don't mind this. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I I had um three bets, so it's a pretty big bet. So right. So it wasn't definitely not a ton of callers. Um, flop open end like this is perfect, but the killer is that there's a flush draw. And I was like, okay, so that kind of takes away one of my eights, which isn't great. Um, so I was like, really what I need is an offsuit eight. Right? Yeah. Is what I was thinking. Um, so, but here's the real twist. The person donks out. And then someone else calls it. So I made it like, I had raise over limper, so I made it like 35. And it went call, call. Wow, that's kind of a such a weird line to take on such a draw. Wait, wait. So you had four or five. What was the other card? Um, it was a high card. It might have been like a queen. Okay. But wait, wait. Let me uh, so let me backtrack. Sorry, I kind of jumped ahead of myself. So I made it like thirty-five, right? And two callers. Then they donk. One of them donks out for twenty. The other one calls. What are you doing here? And there is a flush draw available. I think normally I'm just going to call. I mean, like, I like your idea of the bluff, uh, the semi-bluff, but once they donk into me and it's getting just a ridiculously good price to draw, I'm probably just going to take that price and draw with it. I actually raised to 100. I think what this is, is kind of an interesting move. Uh Yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind. I don't. I definitely don't mind this. I mean, you have all you have all the biggest hands of aces, kings, queens. Uh, the flop is much better for you. Both the both your range and like your actual hand is really good. Uh, and most likely, this is a queen wanting to guard against a flush draw. I would think. So I don't mind this. I don't think it's the line I would have taken, but I don't hate it by any means. So I was like, okay, I raised, and I got called. So I was like, oh boy, just one way, I one see. caller. Okay. Yes. The turn. Remember how we said I always seem to run good in these spots. Yeah. Off suit eight. Oh my god, man. <laughs> and uh, but here it wasn't. It was off suit in the sense it didn't bring in the front door flush, but it did make it so it was diamond, diamond, heart, heart. Okay. And I had spades. So um. He donks again for 20 bucks. This is so weird. I mean, not only the donk bet, but the weird donk bet sizing. Because I wouldn't even consider this a blocker bet at this point. I mean, this is not even 10% of the pot. I, I, I don't know what kind of use for this bet there would be. I raised it to 300. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, is a legitimate raise. I mean, it's the, the pot justifies this raise. So, I mean, because this is probably like a pot size bet. Believe so. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's either there or somewhere close to it. Uh, and here's the funny thing. He says, what did he say? That was pretty funny. He goes, he goes, am I drawing dead? I said, well, it depends what you have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to break it down for him and be like, I mean, almost nothing's drawing dead here. I mean, other than, I mean, the lesser straight, maybe. But we didn't need to get into that. 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't. <laughs> I, I'm definitely not going to flip up my cards and be like, well, you tell me. Uh, so he ends up making the fold. That was a pretty big hand for me. And um, he must have a queen there, right? I mean, because like almost nothing else could be drawing dead. I mean, all the draw, like all the flush draws would be live. All like a set would be live. I mean, like there's like I mean, he had to have like king queen or something like that. That's what I was kind of thinking, yeah. but so then I was I was playing and I'd kind of gotten um. I think I'd actually added on um, at one point, but right when I added on, I get uh, pocket aces. Right when I add on, right? Okay. I re- I uh, three bet, and it looks like this guy is about to four bet. Oh wow! But he doesn't. He just calls, and the flop comes, Jack. Three, six, with two hearts. Okay, that's a pretty damn good flop for you. I bet pretty big, like pot. Mm-hmm. He rips it all in. How much more? Um, About 350 more. Yeah, I think, I think I'm just calling here. I called, and he had pocket kings. Yeah, it's a... it was good. So now my stack has grown pretty big, you know, um, given, right? So, I mean, I bought in, I mean, I had that double up right when I added on and stuff. So I was running pretty good. And then uh, a seat at the 5-5 game opens up. And I was like, oh boy, here we go, right? Right. So I actually got on the table, right? And you're stacked pretty well at this point too, right? I mean, you've had some pretty big winning hands. Yes, I was stacked pretty good. I think I might have had 2,000 probably. Okay, not bad. Or maybe like 1,500 or something. Okay. Around, around there, right? But that's still pretty good. Okay. Um, So I go and sit down. It's not 5-5. Five, five, it's 5-5-10. Five, five, God almighty. These games... Like me and you constantly go on this. It seems like there's just no middle ground. It is everything is one three one two, or just five ten twenty type crap. I mean, I'm, I mean, it seems like a two five game would do so well around here. Uh, but I'm, I'm, you sit down and battle. So first hand, I'm under the gun, right, and I get some junk hand, like whatever. So I fold, and then I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna add on. So I added on for twelve hundred, right? <laughs> um, okay. So then I come, I I go get up because I don't want to wait for brush and come back. I'm in the ten dollar straddle, right? Mm-hmm. I just add on. I look down at pocket queens. Oh, very nice. man! You just add on at the one three table, get pocket <laughs> aces. You just add on at the uh, five five ten, and you get pocket queens. Talk about great timing. <laughs> Great timing or horrible timing, one or the other. Yeah, no kidding. But, so I'm looking, I'm like, all right, here we go. I was like, this is, you know, this is going to be my hand right here. Right. And, uh, so the first guy opens up to 50. Someone else calls. The third player three bets to 200. 
The next guy, Cole, calls the 200. Then, <laughs> oh, God. Then it fold, fold, folds all the way back to me. What are you doing here? God. Ugh. So three bets to 200. And there's a call after that. I mean, I think with these stack size, I mean, it's hard to say because I haven't, I'm not really playing on these stack sizes a ton. Uh, I think with the call and the stack sizes, you have to re-raise. I did. I made it 800 to go. And then get snap called. <laughs> and then the next guy folds, so it's heads up. The snap call isn't bad. I mean, what you don't want to have is a snap jam. Is like that is where like your your world just starts to spin out of control, right? Yeah. <laughs> um especially since I didn't bring another bullet for this game. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking first hand, first hand, gonna go home. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, oh boy. Okay. The flop comes seven seven three diamond club club. And, you know, I'm out of position, obviously, since I was in under the gun straddle. Well, you made it 800, so it's 16 with him, and then there's another 200 from the other guy. And then so the other at... 200, or 100 from the 250s. So let's just say it's $2,000. I mean, you probably, how much, I mean, you can't have that much more than two grand behind. Yep, so I, I mean... ended up betting um, 1000 Oh, I was thinking just jamming it at that point. Yeah, that's probably the better move. But I uh, I bet one thousand and he folds. Okay, yeah, it's a. I mean, like uh, at least it's a great flop for you. At least it wasn't Ace King on the flop or something like that. After going for eight hundred, <laughs> if it was Ace King, he'd be talking to a dude out eight hundred bucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that was a pretty big hand for me. That's a pretty big hand. That's a pretty big hand in general. <laughs> um, here's a crazy, another crazy big hand for you. Okay. I get dealt pocket eights. Um, where was I? I believe I was in the big blind. Oh boy! <laughs> it's like you're playing pocket eights. I'm like throw that mic. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I have pocket eight, and. Someone raises a 50, and I call, and it's multi-way. And the flop comes, deuce, deuce, seven. Okay, good right. flop for pocket eights. Great flop. He bets tiny. I call. Other guy folds its heads up, right? Mm-hmm. Turn is an eight. Oh, God. Yep. So I turn top boat. Um... He bets the same bet. I raise him to 300. He bet like 65. I made it 300. Ooh, man. Like, before I know what happens, I think I would have bet less. I mean, I'm scared to death of betting of betting 300 here and just watching him flitter away with like an overpair or something. So, uh, yeah. but, okay, go on. Um. So, he uh, he makes the call. Oh, good Good, good sizing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the river is a six. So it was like six, seven, eight, deuce, deuce. Right? Okay. And I go to start grabbing some chips because I was going to bet like 800, 900, right? Mm -hmm. 
And he goes, come on, man. You act like I don't have the best hand here. I'm never folding this hand. Um, huh. Is that so? You're never folding this hand. He must be way stronger than I thought. I mean, because he's shown some hands where, like, he could have two, three. Right. He could have pocket sevens. Right. Something like that. I mean, from when he said that, I thought he had a boat, right? I mean, I thought he had some sort of boat, you know, or, I mean, a hand he's definitely not folding. But, I mean, like, I would think, like, that wouldn't be a boat, though. Because if someone's got a boat, they're not ever, you know, talking you into not betting, right? True, when you made that point later. But in the moment, that's what I thought. Oh, okay. I got you. And I was thinking, well, if he actually has a hand he's not folding. Right. So I'm, I'm all in. And it, like, if I remember right, you were way, you were in for way more than what you thought, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I wasn't in for way. Like, I knew how much I had. Uh-huh. The thing is, he had added on, like, that orbit. Right. And I didn't realize how much he had added on for. Oh, okay. So you thought you had him covered by quite a bit. Yes. Oh, okay. I got you. And he actually was about as deep as me. So it was a gigantic overbet. Right. Right. Because I thought he only had like two thousand behind. Mm-hmm. I was gonna bet you know eight nine hundred, but if he has a great hand, he's not gonna fold. I mean, he'll call two thousand. Yeah, right? that's what true. I was thinking. Um, turns out we were about five thousand behind. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he ends up finding the fold, and he had pocket queens. And I told him I bluffed him. And he lost his mind. I mean, he was so mad. That's, I mean, that's awesome. And then me and some of the people at the table kind of just kept, maybe not needling, but I guess needling would be the name of it. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, not needling. Because he was like, why would you do that? I was like, I wanted to win. I mean, I had to. He's like, that makes no sense that you put all your money in with nothing. And I was like, I mean, you clearly haven't played with me that much. Because, I mean, I don't want to say I do it all the time, but... I mean, I feel like it's at least once a week. Um, <laughs> once a week? Please. <laughs> I mean, if you're saying once a session, I'm like, that's a light. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a, Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. That was... But, I mean, like, I assume if you realize, like, what he has, like, in that... Like, how much he has, you actually do a smaller bet that might get called, actually, right? 100%. He almost called the 5,000, too. Oh, God. He thought about it forever. He said it was 50-50, and he folded. So, I mean, he snap calls 3,000, right? But hindsight is so clear, knowing his cards and everything. I mean, you know. I mean, that's... Yeah, I don't... I don't know. That's a... Wow. That's that's pretty amazing. But, yeah, it, it too bad in that, like... Because, I mean, I figure, like, 2,000 calls for sure. 100%, yeah. But, whatever. I mean, you, when, it, when you win a gigantic pot... you. I mean, might as well take take that. I mean, you're never you're never crying about that. Yep. And then I got pocket aces in another hand and took down a, another sizable one. And then I get pocket aces again. Oh God. And it's that same guy. Every time he calls, I just three bet, so it just looked like I was doing it on purpose. Uh huh. And he's like, "Are you gonna three bet me this time?" I said, "Well, depend if you call a, a bet, I'll probably just keep squeezing you." Sure. 
but I had aces, aces, stuff like that. He's like, every time I put put money in, you three bet or you four bet. I'm like, yeah, because you incentivize me because you know you're you're, you're dead money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I I look at a man who ain't got the balls to call. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it worked out perfect. Uh-huh. But I mean, I can see why he'd be frustrated. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I mean, I've been in his shoes where somebody was three betting me and just ended up calling light because you're like they can't have it all the time. Spoiler alert, he had it. <laughs> um, but okay, so I ended up making a call, or sorry, making a, and then uh, getting calls. So it's heads up with aces. He folds, right? Okay. Um, I think I made it two. No, it was one seventy five, right? Okay. And it's heads up. Um. The flop comes two, three, six, all low, right? It's a pretty great flop for you. Yes. So I was like, okay, like, you know, this is probably, no, sorry. It was two, three, ace, two, three, four. So it's two, three, four. So I was like, I still have the yeah. five to get me there, right? As the wheel. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So I bet 300. He raises to 1,000. Oh, God. You bet 300. How much was a pot when you when you bet it? So what would it be? So that guy had dead money in there. So let's just call it. Shoot. I mean, counting my $300 bet, it must have been close to like six or seven. Mm. Oh, okay. So you uh, counting your $300 bet. So it's probably you you bet about pot. It sounds like. Yeah. Or just under. Yeah. I'm a little nervous about a random 5-6 or a set here. But, I mean, we're also taking in the the account that the guy's frustrated and could be... No, no, no. This is the a different guy. This is uh, a maniac at the table. God, I'm not loving this situation. I will say that. I mean... I mean, aces should be good here. But once you get re-raised there... I mean, this is kind of this is kind of rocky. So what uh, what do you do? Snap call, and uh, <laughs> turn is a six. Okay. So now any five makes a straight, but I mean, I mean the only fives I really saw were either ace five or five six. So I mean I'm not sure that the six really makes me that nor. I mean, I guess it could be like. Five seven or something. I mean, which I mean would make it, but I I feel like most most of the fives were like five six or something that were already made. So, um, so I check it over to him, and he checks it back. That's a great sign. And I was like, well, I don't think two pair or anything would check it back there, right? Right. So the river brings a seven. So it's two, three, four, six, seven. No flushes. I don't love that seven. 
I mean, I guess one of the weird. I mean, if you were really playing this hand weird, you could do like six, seven, uh, like semi bluff the gutter. But that's still weird. That's still a weird way to get there. This is such a weird hand. Uh, so what do you do? In hindsight, this is where I think I messed up. But I let out for fifteen hundred. I mean, I feel like once he checks a turn, his range is kind of capped here. Uh, two, three, four, and then six, seven. So any five makes a straight. All the two pair combinations for a maniac are there. I don't know. I mean, the way he's played this hand is so weird. I mean, I will say you could maybe get money from an over pair. Uh, to the sevens. I mean, a set does not seem like they would ever play this way. Uh, and, I don't know, this is, that's a problem, is there's no real bluffs here that I see on the flop, but when he checks back the turn, it's kind of, I don't know. What do, uh, what do you end up doing? He snap folded. It's a nice hand and snap folded. I think he was gonna put that that bluff in on the river there for a gigantic amount. I mean, I actually don't hate your bet because I mean a a gigantic bet on the river is I mean it's getting kind of dicey, right? The most dicey. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're definitely not feeling. I mean, don't get me wrong, like. Aces are still strong here, but I mean, I mean, me and you have gone over and over again how check raise flop, how raise flops, are just tend to be super strong. But this is different. I mean, the games that we normally play, check raise flops are always nutted. Right. I mean, in a five five ten game, people are going to be making moves. That's you a good point. Yeah, I mean that is that is a very good point, but. God Almighty! I, I like I say I, I definitely don't mind your fifteen hundred. I definitely don't mind seeing you bet fifteen hundred and watching him fold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he possibly. I mean, I don't think he's ever folding a better hand than aces, but he could have. I don't think he's don't ever. Know, yeah, think, yeah, I mean, I don't know what in God's name he could. I think he was just pure bluffing. Just had like literal air and just you know no no draws no anything just literal air and just going for it. Yeah, and I think I let him off the hook, but I mean, this is such an interesting hand because this is could go so so many ways. Like, if he goes hard on the turn, what do you do? I don't know. I, I mean, I was just praying he didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. I don't know. That's that that is that is a very interesting hand because that just I got pretty, that gets pretty dicey pretty quick. I mean, just think if I would have checked that river and he shipped it on me, that would have been. Uh, yeah, well, I mean that's what I say. Like I, I mean, if your fifteen hundred, like, kind of creates a blocker bet there. I mean, do I would I rather I guess see him bet fifteen hundred? You make the call. And get the extra fifteen hundred, yes, but I mean, I'm not sure it's guaranteed. You're calling there. 
It's definitely not guaranteed I'm calling there. <laughs> I mean, like the check turn, I feel like you probably do. Because, again, I feel like the range is kind of capped. I mean, you could 3-bet 5-6, and he could check a set maybe on the turn. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's very, very... Like I say, I don't mind you doing 1,500 watching him fold. Because, I mean, if, if he bet, if he ends up betting, like, pot for, like, 2,000 or something... I mean, what if he ships it for 3,500 more for me to call? I mean, I... I definitely don't feel good about aces at that point. Yeah, that would I have mean, been. You, now your aces are only a bluff catcher. Yeah, not where you want to be. Um, not for $3,000. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that hand was a pretty big one for me. Hit that one. Or won that one. Won the pot, right? Yeah, that sounds like a big hand. Um, I mean, those three hands are kind of, you know, the only hands of note, really. I mean, it seems like plenty, right? I mean, that's a, you know, it's always amazing, like, how the big sessions are, they're never, like, crazy. It's always just, like, two or three big hands, and you dodge not getting, you know, dodge the shitty hands. So, I ended up, uh, what's it called, buying into that, uh, not game, I guess the session for, like, 2,000 counting time. So, 1,900 of chips on the table. Okay. And ended up cashing out for five thousand eight hundred and seventy-two. God Almighty, man! Right, so profit of three thousand eight hundred seventy-two. That's a that's a hell of a nice session. <laughs> right, that's the hourly you want to keep right there. Yeah, yeah, no, no <laughs> kidding. That's the hour. That that's the goal to have that be the hour, the average hourly. <laughs> yeah, so that's the new biggest session right now. So that was pretty amazing to hit. After last week talking about that downswing that. I mean, it wasn't a gigantic downswing, but still losing multiple bullets on multiple sessions is not great. No, definitely. It's still hurtful. I mean, like you say, not the not the worst downswing, but it's still nice to break out of it. Because, I mean, you're, I mean, it kind of just, I don't know, for downswings for me, like, it's kind of like an avalanche. Like, it starts off small, and you're like, okay, I can better this. And it gets a little bit bigger, and then, you know, I mean, because... One of my sayings I always hear is, like, the dice have no memory, which means just because I'm in a downswing doesn't mean I'm due for an upswing in any way, form, or fashion. I mean, it's the cards don't know any better. <laughs> you know how to motivate the players. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even motivate myself someday, so. That was going to be the other thing I said. And then it's like, after that session, I mean, then I'm like, all right, let's get back to studying and we got to hit this poker hard <laughs> the yeah. next day. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's so much easier to be motivated after, like, a big win or in the middle of an upswing. Uh, during the downswing is probably when you definitely need to analyze your play even more, but you're so much more motivated when it's when you're actually running well. <laughs> right, and it's so weird if it's, like, poker is such, um, I mean, you can get as much out of it as you want to put in, right? So, I mean, if you just don't want to go play, just... I mean, no one else is suffering but you. I mean, you're the one not making the money, right? So That's true. I mean, we always talk about, like, going pro or whatever. And, I mean, the hourly is not that far off or whatever. But, I mean, it'd be so hard to manage downswings and be, like, putting in the hours during, you know. I mean, it's one thing when you, we can just take a break whenever the hell we want. You know, Nimi, Brad Owen or whatever. If they take If they take breaks, they're not getting paychecks at that point. Well, I would think the harder part is not the taking a break. 
it would be if you need that money and then all you have is pot equity to pay your bill. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh yeah. I mean every everybody's like, Well, you get like some bad run, like poker equity and all that and I'm like, Well, that's weird because mortgage company. They don't they don't seem to know what that shit is. <laughs> They're not taking that as currency. <laughs> They're like, is that some new crypto? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, can I, can I get poker equity as crypto? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that was a gigantic session for me. Um, ended up playing to like, 8.30 in the morning, too. God almighty. That'd be very nice, very nice session. Glad to hear you uh, broke out of that. Yeah, so I broke out of that one, and then, I mean, literally last night I went and played a session. And it was one of those sessions where, I mean, I wasn't getting any cards at all. I just kind of slowly lost, and that was it. Talk I mean, about, I mean, just a horrible story of a session. I mean, I mean, it sounds like the last three weeks for me. So, I mean, it's a, I definitely know how you feel on that session. I mean, here, here's, here's basically the moral of that whole session. My two big premium starting hands were pocket jacks, right? Both flops came two overs. <laughs> yeah that's about right both flops I flopped it was one of them was 10 king queen <laughs> right at least you're open ended that's what I said and then I was like I think I called one I checked and then someone bet and I called one street and missed and I was like whatever and then the next one I just completely had to just fold on the flop and mm. I mean that's that I mean that was it and I just slowly lost a buy in and like a half and bought time, so I mean, yeah, yeah, it's gonna, I mean, which is so have days weird. Like that. Whenever like you have a session like that, and then you think that you know, I mean, all of it's averaging together for your hourly, but you're like, how you're still making money as you just sit there and do nothing and lose slowly. I think that's the hardest thing to wrap your head around is like, and it's, I mean, you want to talk about harder to talk to somebody who doesn't know poker is explaining that you're making money when you're losing because right. you are. I mean, you're. Your hourly is your average. I mean, you can't count just the wins because, I mean, if that, then your hourly is 500 an hour or something or the losses. As, I mean, you literally are making money just sitting there, but hard to it's hard to justify to yourself and hard to, like, explain to somebody else. Like, well, this averages it. It's easy to explain to a poker player. It's hard to explain to somebody who's not into poker, though, that... I lost $600, but I put in five hours today. I really made $125 because that's literally what it's doing if, that, if that's what your average. Right. Or Yeah, exactly. So it's very strange. I mean, like you said, very strange to be like, I make money when I go play poker. That session, you go out, you come back, you lose $600. You're like, this is profitable. <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Good day at work today. <laughs> And then, I mean, I had one hand that was annoying because um, I was in the button straddle with King Deuce suited okay. and flopped a king. And it was three ways. And everyone checked the flop. The turn was another king. And then I bet pretty big and both of them called. Okay. And then the flush draw bricks... One guy donks out for a pretty, like, 85 bucks, which was pretty big into the pot. 
mm-hmm. and the next guy calls. And I was like, clearly someone has to have a king here. Am I deuce? Uh, I, I would have uh, any king higher than king seven. I would have lost to. Oh, God, this is. I expect a king to raise. So I think only the guy who let out who donked out can have a king. Yeah, they both just had a pocket pair. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't mind the fold here because it does look like that guy. I mean, one. Well, I mean, you can say this. One of them definitely doesn't have a king. For sure. Uh, so I mean, but it seems like the guy who donks is the only one who can have a king. So, I mean, I don't know. That's a that's a kind of a weird. I mean. It's hard to play, like... I mean, that's why it's really hard to play, like, King Deuce or something like that. I mean, it's... You know, you kind of end up in those weird spots. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that was... I mean, like I said, not many noteworthy hands. Just kind of slowly lost, and that was about the only noteworthy hand, so... Yeah. I had a session this week. Again, trying to bust out of this downswing. <laughs> How's it going? I mean, I'm if, at first, I'm killing it again. I'm up, like, two... I mean, not killing it. I'm up like 250, but it's only a one-two game. So I mean, that's a so, lot. I mean, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've over doubled my buy. I mean, I've over doubled my stack. We go to PLO. I hate PLO so much. I mean, uh, we were taking notes last week on how to play PLO from our podcast. Okay, so <laughs> last week it was I had top set and it was not the nuts. It was nine ten. It's the flop is nine five three, and it's bet into me. I pocket nines. There's a flush draw. Bet bet pot. I mean, I'm the complete stone cold nuts. I mean, I feel like if you're gonna draw, I'm gonna have to charge you to draw. Uh. One guy goes all in, and the other guy calls. It comes back around to me. I don't think it was enough to repop it, so I call. Uh, and it's now a gigantic pot, and I'm like, I can already, I'm, and I'm already annoyed at this point because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, you just uh, the turn card is a relatively easy ten. Nobody ever has pocket tens here. Uh, check check to me, and they're like, well, I'm not folding. I'm like, well. This is still the effect of nuts right now. So, I mean, if someone's going to draw, they're going to have to pay for it. I go ahead and go all in. for It's like an, only like another 170 or whatever yeah. for, the, for both these two people. And the guy is shouting like anything, any big card over a 10. Well, I've got king-queen in my hand uh, as long, uh, along with uh, the, pot, the set of nines. So Jack also makes me the nut straight. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm saved there on that. So I'm like looking for anything that pairs the board or no spade or no big card other than a jack. River's a king. He flips over queen jack. And I'm like, I mean, and this is easily like a, I mean, in a 1-2 game, it's got to be like a $1,300 pot. And I'm like... I'm one card away from this downswing being crushed in one hand, and this motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I like the guy. He's a nice guy. I'm 
fucking happy for him, I guess. I don't know, but it's a, uh, I'm, I mean, you just, when you constantly are like that one card away, I mean, he, then I, and I'm like, okay, this is it, this is it, and then bam, your, your dreams get crushed again. Not great. Not great, man. Well, like you said, um, well, I feel like it hurts so much more when you're in the middle of the downswing, right? I mean, if you were in the middle of an upswing and someone, you know, sucked out on you like that, it wouldn't be nearly as traumatizing. Mm, definitely not. No. I mean, but when you're just looking for that one hand to, like, break you out of it, and you're like, okay. And, I mean, it's a one-two game. It's going to be hard. Like, if you get stacked that high... Oh, yes. I mean, it's going to be hard to even donk it off at that point, which I'm sure I'd make a good try at. But, I mean, it's a... Uh, so I was like, oh, I was like, oh, God. I mean, it was it was just soul crushing. But uh, that was it. So I'll be back on the horse. Uh, tomorrow, tonight I won't be playing any poker. Uh, tomorrow I'll be, I'll be back in the saddle uh, seeing what it can do. On the good thing, so one of my poker places in College Station closed down and merged with the other. But on this this other one, they actually got big screen TVs in there, so I, that was kind of nice to have a little bit nicer place to play. Uh, so that was you know something. I mean, whatever. I mean, I'm not gonna win every time, so at least it's a little bit nicer. Yeah. Well, what's um? I don't think I'm gonna play tonight. I'll probably end up playing tomorrow. Um, here's something interesting for you, which I want to get your take on. So when I went to the five five ten game, apparently some guy. Showed up, won a giant hand in a bomb pot, like $1,500 pot or $2,000 pot, right? As soon as he won, um, before the chips even got to him, he asked the dealer to clock him out and left. But didn't leave, went to go play 1-3 right next to him for less money, right? Ooh, I don't think that would... I think that should not be allowed. Wait, it gets better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, at like 8 in the morning, I left at 8.30, so I was getting ready to leave. Um, He comes back to the 5-5 five, five game to play some more. And they were like, you gonna like hit and run again or whatever? And, you know, like kind of joke. Because they're like, this guy's no shame, right? Right. Like he's waving from the to them at the one three table. Uh huh. Oh God. <laughs> and um so they get in a gigantic PLO bomb or not PLO a giant bomb pot, double board bomb pot. I'm I'm like, whatever, I'm out. So I was already leaving, right? Mm-hmm. The guy double ups again and then is behind me cashing out. I this is kind of on the poker room. Uh, okay, you can't you can't really solve hit and runs. I mean, anybody can leave at any point in time, but to let them leave that table and go to another table. I mean, the first one to me that's the biggest problem. You can't just let someone, you know, hit, like hit that table and then go and buy in for a lesser amount. I mean, I don't think that is that's not something you can do, as far as I know. Uh, that to me, that's that's a big problem. I mean, if somebody comes in, hits one big hand, and then leaves, I mean, yeah, it's it's shitty, but at some token, there's not much you can do about it. Yeah, like you and I say, I mean, 
a lot of times that one big hand for that person is like three, four buy-in. So if they're losing over the long term, they leave just so they can play longer next time. Yeah, I mean, like I say, there's not much you can do. But uh, to let them, you know, get off of a table after a buy-in and then go buy-in for less money at a lesser table, that, to me, should not be allowed. I mean, that's... Yeah, you can't... I mean, you can't just take money off that table and just go to another table. That's ridiculous. Well, I mean, what he could do in theory, if you're going to do this, which I don't recommend, but couldn't he just go to the PLO 1-3? It's a different game. I... I don't know. I mean, if you're... I don't think you should be allowed to take a ton of money off the table and go to any other game and not put that money on the table. I mean, in theory, if he wants to do this, he could just go to, go to one of the other poker rooms that are right yeah. around there. I mean, you can't stop that. But I don't know. I don't think you should be allowed to do that within the actual poker room. Uh, it just, yeah. I mean, I like, like I say, hit and runs will happen, but to allow that is kind of messed up to me. Oh, it seemed messed up, and no one seemed happy when he was leaving. I definitely wouldn't think so, no. And he was waving from the rat cage. Oh, God. That's, I will say, that's kind of funny, actually. But, I mean, <laughs> dude seems like a jackass, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> I wonder if he doesn't even know what he's doing, isn't... He 100% knows what he's doing. If he's waving and making jokes about it, yeah, 100%. He knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> Damn. I mean, that's the same, that wave is the same thing as a middle finger. I mean, same thing. Yeah, they didn't take it great. <laughs> I wouldn't think they would. Yeah, I mean, that was basically the highlights of that week. I mean. But especially at a 5-5-10 table, because it's one thing, like, like at least at a 1-3, it's the lowest you can play. And, I mean, but at a 5-5-10, you, you can, if you don't want to play for that amount, there's lower games to play. Just go play 1-3. If you're that scared of win of losing it, I don't I don't know. That's, nah, yeah. That's that's you see some weird crap, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's all I have for this week. Do you have anything, or is that that it for you? Oh, that's pretty much it. Uh, we're gonna come back in next week, and we're gonna have positive news report. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Not promising that, but. No, definitely not promising that. <laughs> All right. This is the Texas Booker Podcast. That was episode 28. We'll talk to you next week.